Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers, we want this podcast to inspire you to grow food or help you on your already existing food empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. It is our absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast Hannah, otherwise known as the Brilliant Ginger Grows on Instagram. Hannah, thanks for coming on the podcast and how's your week been? Hi, thank you for having us. I'm excited about your new little adventure. Um, Yeah, my week's been uh, different to normal. Um, I'm currently on day six or seven of isolation. Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm good. I don't have any coronavirus symptoms or anything, so it's sweet, really. That's brutal, though, not being able to get down to the allotment. I know, and the weather in Newcastle has been like amazing probably the best I think it's like the hottest day of the year or something like that so far like the hottest day recorded and I live on the third floor of a flat so it's been tough but it's been okay there's worse things isn't there very true but the allotment's been looked after yeah I'm lucky that I've got um close friends who live by and they have their own allotments and stuff as well so they've been keeping checks on it so I know it's in safe hands kind of wish that rain was this week now a bit <laughs> I know, I looked at the weather forecast as well, and on Monday when I'm out, it's meant to rain all next week, but at least the allotment will be pleased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll probably be, it's one of those things, when you don't go there for a few days, it's just, you. if you're, if you're there every day, you don't see much growing, because mm-hmm. yeah. you're like willing it to grow by looking mm-hmm. at it all the time, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you probably have some shocks as you go over there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's changed. So we like to kick off the podcast and just say like tell us about yourself and what and what you do uh, so in normal life <laughs> I'm a dental nurse um and I basically got into growing because basically when I was a child I got dragged around garden centers all the time off my parents <laughs> <laughs> like my mom like I love gardening um and then I lived in a flat so basically got into houseplants, like propagating houseplants, you know, cacti, succulents, that sort of thing. Then just started growing on my kitchen windowsill, sort of basic things like lettuce and salads, things like that. Tried to bring onions and stuff in the house, wasn't that successful. Um, And then, to be honest, got an allotment on a whim. Um, Just sort of messaged the council. And I've heard everyone saying stuff like, they had to wait for ages to get their allotment. Um, but to be totally honest, I messaged on the Thursday and I got the key on the Saturday. So mm. I was very, very lucky. Meant to be that. The luck of yeah. The time. Yeah. Because it, 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 sounds, it sounds pretty bad, but in, in London, you have to kind of wait for someone to die. It <laughs> sounds so bad to say no. that, but it sounds so terrible to say that, but people really like it's a plot of land near the yeah. city and it's like they do not want to let it go. And mm-hmm. even if it goes to like pot a little bit, I think people just have, it's just the attachment of having that bit of land as well, especially yeah. if you're, if you're in a city, um, mm-hmm. it, it is nice, but um, yeah, the waiting lists around here are crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. I think I just got lucky cause I've heard the same sort of things around here and I had a half plot to begin with. And then I got a full plot and the man who gave up the other half plot, he had had it for 50 years. So it was actually in wow, really, wow. really good condition as well when I got it. Um, yeah. So I was quite lucky with that as well. But yeah, I think it's the same around here, but I think I, I just got lucky. I just emailed at the right time. 
And and the, the guys had it for 50 years before. We know, obviously, older allotment growers do things differently to maybe have yeah. things have done now. Yeah. So were there, were there big changes you made when you got hold of that? Was it, in, that it was, was March 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, it was March 2019 that I got the first half. And then um, the lovely gentleman who gave us the other half, that was sort of the end of last spring. Um, but yeah, he... He's actually, he still lives in the house actually, so he pops his head out and he helps helps quite a lot with like advice and stuff. Um, he's obviously really knowledgeable after all them years. Um, but yeah, I've obviously gone for the no dig mm-hmm. style. Um, grown quite a lot of things in buckets this year. Um, so he's quite shocked when he's seen <laughs> that I was building like raised beds, and he was like, "What's the cardboard for? Like, why have you got so much cardboard?" Um. <laughs> But yeah, he did, he did it very traditionally. Obviously, he had a lot of success with that. But obviously, things like Charles Dowd and YouTube and things like that, I've watched before I got the allotment. And yeah, I'm sort of trying to put those things in place now. Um, but yeah, Bill was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely an inspiration for all of us, uh, Dowd. And the amount of people that have allotments that try mm-hmm. and dig and get backlash just, yeah. just because there's such an old way of thinking about yeah. dig double dig mm-hmm. um so yeah well done like to just kind of adopt that model and go for it because mm-hmm. it, yeah you see people kind of over there with sheets of cardboard they're like what are you doing with that yeah like what's that for but yeah it seems to be working so far fingers crossed anyways i do have a massive butter cup problem though <laughs> Has it has it cropped up with any challenges? Like, uh, what what's been like your biggest challenge over the last like two years? Sort of, just sort of. I have like the soil where I live very clay. Mm. Um. So basically, when I took it over, I had, had I'm not sure how long the other half plot hadn't been in use for, but it had black plastic down everywhere, which obviously did help quite a lot. Um. But yeah, the soil is a bit temperamental, but I'm hoping that the no dig beds will have helped that. Um, and obviously living in the northeast of England stuff like that you see on Instagram like melons and uh, cucumber melons and stuff like that like, I, don't, I don't think I have much chance of trying to <laughs> grow any of those to be honest I give it a go every year but I haven't had any luck so far yeah uh, that, that's so true being from like the northeast as well like just the challenge of the weather mm-hmm. is just different I mean me and um uh, Alex from the Essex allotment call it like Costa del Essex down here saying we've got some uh, like own microclimate but yeah mm-hmm. I, I've tried to I, I thought we was going to start growing stuff like uh, pineapples and mangoes soon <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it was going to get any warmer but um, yeah that that's so interesting anyone from the northeast like listening to this it is you've got a every zone's different mm-hmm. and, and not enough people talk about the zones as well and how the ch- that challenge as well crops up with certain species of veg um, mm-hmm. so that's super interesting yeah I mean I've got a greenhouse this year I didn't have a greenhouse last year I just had a polytunnel mm-hmm. um, but I got a greenhouse put up and like things like tomatoes obviously peppers basil stuff like that's doing really good in, in the indoor space but yeah I've got, I mean, I've got a watermelon plant. It has like a fl- one flower on, one measly flower. But, um, you know, watch this space. You never know, do you? 
It's interesting to hear the difference. We've actually, early on in the podcast, but we've had people from Devon, Essex, the South. Mm-hmm. So you're the, the most North um, grower that we've oh, had. Oh, the first Geordie. The first Geordie, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. But it's great to hear the differences and, and, and that you adapt your growing to that. But I, mm-hmm. I also love that you're giving it a go anyway. Like, yeah, I've why just, not? I bought a kiwi plant this year. I was like, and if I say you can't grow kiwis, I was like, I'm just going to give it a go. Yeah, just um, try. I put it outside the polytunnel for 24 hours and it looked like it was going to cry at me. So it's now back in there and we'll see how it holds up. Um, but you, the, the photos that we see on Instagram as a food you're growing this year, they looks incredible. What's been your favourite crop that you're growing this year? Ooh, um, honestly, so far, it's got to be the fruit, really. Um, like the fruit bushes have got gooseberries, black currant, white currant, red currant, strawberries, obviously. The raspberries are just starting to come. Um, I've had a few blueberries um, and I've made like loads of jams and stuff with them all. To be honest, I haven't, the veg hasn't really kicked off yet this year up here. Um, I've had maybe four courgettes harvested, the first lot of first early potatoes um, and maybe a few onions that I've picked early and a few garlic plants that I picked early. But other than that, it hasn't really got going yet. I think we had really bad weather the whole month of May and I think it's really set back all of the seedlings and things that all germinated but I think they were relying on the sunshine at that point um but yeah the fruit's been really amazing so far it's just sort of like harvest after harvest of blackcurrants especially it's super interesting to hear and we heard that um soft fruits did great down here last year as well and I was I was always thinking about the fact that over the last 18 months things have been different a lot of councils have been cutting back things a lot less Mm -hmm. wondering Mm -hmm. if that's made bee populations healthier and that's therefore Mm -hmm. they've done more pollinating which has left to soft fruit so it's great to hear Mm -hmm. that that's the case and I'm hoping that people learn from that and and maybe leave things alone a bit more so that we can keep getting lovely soft fruits coming out yeah definitely well it's also as well like you can uh, I see on your Instagram making uh, crumbles from like the rhubarb and it's also as well like love the fact that people are, I still am a bit rubbish at it but like preserving things making them last mm-hmm. a little bit longer um, and the great thing with fruit you can whack it in the freezer and it just yeah. lasts and lasts and lasts mm-hmm. um, so I think that is definitely seen as a positive this year if the fruit is absolutely booming and then hopefully we get like a bit of a late summer um, but I'm actually banking on autumn to be pretty good this year as well yeah, <laughs> we'll see the sunshine continues in September. It's usually a good, quite a good month, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the most abundant month. It's one of those, everyone says August, but mm-hmm. the September, the colours of like your pumpkins and mm-hmm. squash, you got leeks, all that sort of things come through. And I think the apples are nearly ready. Yeah, mm. yeah, so good. Is there anything that you carry on growing? Do you carry on through to winter? Are you preparing that sort of stuff now? Or? Yeah, I'm going to give it more of a go this year. Um, last year I had sort of my kale lasted all the way into sort of February through the winter. Um, purple sprout and broccoli. Um, my leeks did pretty good. They stayed in the ground for quite a long time. But now th- I'm not sure quite what I'm going to do yet. But this year I'm definitely going to grow things over winter, sort of the the winter... Um, like broccoli and stuff I'm going to start and plant my bulbs as well my flower bulbs which I'm quite into this year which I've never really done um so far so I've got quite a lot of edible flowers that I've tried to grow um and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my greenhouse but I want to put it a use over winter 
Um, mm. But I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do yet. But obviously, there's like loads of options out there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and give it a go. But I've, I always grow things in the house as well, sort of like herbs and salad and stuff. I grow things like that all year round, to be honest, um, which is good. You, you said you're in a flat. Do you have a balcony there? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. So- so how, how are you growing stuff inside? You've just got sunny windows and... Yeah, um, I have like the sunshine all morning in the bedrooms and then in the afternoon it goes into the living room and the kitchen. But literally I don't really have a windowsill spare, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's typical. That's like all growers. There's memes about that. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a living, walking meme. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you can use anything though, can't you? Like, yeah. like milk boxes, great boxes, cereal boxes, even anything. Yeah, definitely saw that in lockdown last year because people were stuck at home and just even giving stuff for kids to do. Um, so like you saying, milk boxes, there's like, I think uh, I've done like a post about microgreens growing in mm-hmm. just like a milk carton. Um, yeah, so uh, you're like a prime example of like if you haven't even got a balcony you're growing mm-hmm. stuff indoors yeah and, it, and it's super important i think everyone needs to know that even if you're stuck in, in a flat yeah like for 10 and, days and it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you but there's kind of no excuse in a way like mm-hmm. you can't you can still get those little harvestable bits to just jazz mm-hmm. up your plate yeah definitely i think during the first lockdown everyone was sort of on it weren't they um mm. And quite a lot of my friends sort of have given them lots of seeds and stuff over the years. And some of them have actually kept up, which is always lovely to see. Yeah. It, you, you've planted the seed. That's what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love a pun. <laughs> yeah. No, there's too many with growing. There's there so is. many. There's loads. And little clips I can clip up that will make the perfect little advert for the podcast. <laughs> we might see a resurgence from the first lockdown. We're going to see pingdemic growers now, aren't we? That's going to be the thing. <laughs> People getting pinged and having 10 days yeah. of nothing to do. So they start growing mm-hmm. microgreens in there, snap, yeah. crackle and pop. pop. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything in your day job that you think is a skill that's helped you in your growing? Or is it just that it's inspired you because you have to look at bad teeth all day and you yeah. want to grow something else? Um, honestly, <laughs> I've never actually thought about that. But I've, I think it's pretty much just the fact that you're indoor all days. And obviously, it's a very um, it's a very sterile environment. Um, whereas when you're in the garden, your hands are dirty, you're not bothered, you're muddy, Um I think that's just a, sort of a, such a contrast between what and would normally do for like the past previous few years and what you do in your spare time. Um, yeah, I think it's just because it's just so different. That's probably why. And I've always been one of those kids who liked being outside and getting muddy. So yeah, I think if you just you just continue it in adulthood sometimes, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Anything to <laughs> yeah. stop you growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is totally. <laughs> Have you ever thought about stealing that big light for teeth to use as a grow light on your? <laughs> I mean, it has crossed space. my mind. I'm not sure how I get it out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it your little Zen place then the allotment? So yeah. it was definitely mine when I when I got mine. It seemed to be one place. I just I was always I'm always at like now with a farm. I'm I'm always there. It's that it's that even though it's a job, it's it's chill. It's chill. Yeah. It's just be it's that car. It's, it's little bit of calmness isn't it through the madness of the day yeah it is definitely and 
I live, um, like I said, I live in a flat which is pretty close to the city centre. Um, so it's quite, I live on quite a hustly bustly road and the allotment's a bit further out of the city. Um, it's a lot quieter. There's more, you can hear the birds and yeah, it's just really chilled. Um, and obviously it's just nice because it's surrounded by quite a lot of, um, how do I phrase it, older typically male people but there are there are females on the allotment but older gentlemen who are always happy to sort of advise like advise you on things you know um have a lovely man who lives in one of the houses who is opposite me and he's always there for a chat and he'll give us some plans if mine haven't done that well and it's just a nice place to be isn't it it's just nice surrounded with nice people and yeah I, I just love it to be honest it's such a community that's what I noticed that um my allotment is uh, like when I used to like be a member, like I was definitely one of the youngest, well, I was the youngest there. And then that kind of started to change after like a couple of years. But pe mm -hmm. like people would do, go like bend over backwards for you. You can have chats all day, like mm -hmm. half the time you ain't doing that much because people yeah. are just chewing <laughs> yeah, your ear off. Chat, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But we, which is great. But like it, it's just, um, it's that little part of the community I think that is that extra friendly than anywhere else mm -hmm. uh, people are sharing plants if you have like a communal barbecue uh, sometimes or a bonfire I just think it's a nice place to be so like anyone listening who is growing food and maybe wants that little step up to have an allotment I'll always recommend it because it's that, that you never know who you're going to meet there mm. um, it's, it's super friendly if you want to engage in your community more that's the way to do it mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have noticed like there is quite a rise in sort of younger generation take like taking over plots and things. Quite a lot of my friends who I know, um, not just like in allotments but in the gardens and things as well, have started growing. Um, but a few of my friends do have allotments nearby me, and yeah, it is exciting to see younger people sort of doing things a different way as well. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing it different, but a great thing there's a really great community on Instagram as mm -hmm. well, like not yeah. just um so there's super there's like loads of support uh via that as well mm -hmm. it's always good to see and go segue into our next question is like varieties i'm always checking what varieties people are doing mm -hmm. um is there any new exciting var varieties that you've uh, sown this year yeah actually i got a really sort of a tomato that is i can't really find out even much about it on the internet it's called dreadnought um yeah, and i got I given it off a man when I went on a bike ride um he had a greenhouse and he gave us a tomato and we kept the seeds from it for this year and we've grown them on um and they're really big fat red obviously tomatoes um and yeah I'm really excited because obviously I've never grown them before nobody that I know has grown them but now after this year they're all going to be growing them because I'm going to give them all tomatoes to keep the seeds <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, that's probably the most one I've been most excited about actually I was excited about that since last July when he when he gave us a tomato um, but I always try new squash I love growing squash um, so we've got your standard patty pan your black booty courgettes um, I've tried a zombie pumpkin this year which I'm excited um it's a big warty one <laughs> um, so that should be good if that actually grows um but my squash haven't done too good if I'm being honest oh that, I think be, I, but I think there'll be uh, I'm praying like that sort of stuff like kind of bounces in this yeah. like now intense <laughs> heat because they go crazy when it's yeah when it's this weather it's hot. and it was still in July a nice mm -hmm. hot August would be perfect and then you're going to mm -hmm. have the zombie for 
Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. You've built up alongside, or, or you've grown at the allotment, but you've grown an amazing Instagram following as, as well alongside your allotment. I, I think a lot of growers listening to this would, would love mm. to have that alongside either as sort of a personal venture or it might help them build businesses around mm. their food growing as well. But did, did that happen sort of consciously? Did you try to build that? Was that something that was important to you uh, or did it just happen? It just sort of happened by accident, to be honest. Um, basically, I only made an Instagram. I didn't actually realise there was such an Instagram community for growing. When I first made my page, um, I made it on, basically I got the allotment on a whim and I thought, oh, I'll make an Instagram and just sort of track what happens from year to year because it's always good to look back on what happened the previous year and compare it to what's happening now. Um, But yeah, it just basically happened by accident, to be honest. And then obviously you guys will know once it kicks off, it it can obviously kick off quite a lot um, and just sort of went from follower a follower really um but yeah I think it's really nice because there's so many different people from all over the world who actually comment and who are chat with and things and yeah it's just nice to know that even though I'm in the northeast of England there's people who are in Australia who I've spoken to in India and it's just cool that it brings everyone together really totally over like something common something mm-hmm. beautiful as well and and there's all the, the great thing about this is like there's no subject to like get bored and like there's just so many endless things to talk about i mean especially if those guys are growing abroad like the there's different hemispheres so when it's Mm -hmm. like winter here some of their varieties but but it's cool it's a nice community and then when you ever get to go to like um maybe like a garden show flower show something you that people are like willing to meet up as well Mm -hmm. that's what i find cool yeah, I've enjoyed doing seed swaps and things as well with people just um, sort of you get chatting and then they've got a variety and then it's just easy to pop it in the post, isn't it? That was That's so true. one. Yeah, it's good. It is good. And I think um, it's just amazing actually how it just brings everyone together just with such a common interest as well. You can talk for hours, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I was before, before I started getting into growing because now it's like it's just on my brain all, all the time. The time. Yeah. yeah. Because there was a there was a Jack before this, mm-hmm. and it was only five years ago. I like before then, wasn't this wasn't my world, and now yeah. it is. And now, yeah, it's just I could I could bore the legs off anyone talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it comes to the point where you can't like think about what you did in your spare time. Yeah, I'm like, I know. what did I do when I finished? Like, what did I? Where did I rush to? <laughs> I've got to the point where on my phone, the the internet browser on my phone has reached the point where the tabs has gone from not a number to just a smiley face because it's over a hundred. And I was going through them the other day and just be like, I don't want to close that as a variety I want to do. I don't want to close that. That's an irrigation system I want. And it's like 90 tabs. I was like, I I can't close any of them because they're all about growing. Yeah. That's like, I've got like 5,000 something photos on my phone. I think like 5,001 of them are of plants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least it's a colorful tab i suppose yeah. Yeah. yeah so talking of that as well like you've you grow a lot of flowers around your plot too is mm-hmm. that something you decided to do in a plot when you started or is it something you've just like adopted it's something that i've just actually started to be honest um had a few flowers in the beginning sort of your standard like fox gloves uh lupins things like that but then this year i've sort of went a bit crazy on the flower bulbs and the seeds i've tried to grow loads of flowers from seed um and they've done all right actually uh, i've 
I don't know why, but marigolds are meant to be really easy. But this is the first year I've managed to actually get a marigold to flower from seed. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but obviously, like, it must just be, I must have been doing something wrong. But yeah, they've, they've done good this year. I've had loads of bulbs, loads of lilies, um, and nasturtiums, which I've found are really good as well. Not only are they pretty, they keep the weeds away. And I've been picking them and just popping them on desserts to give them a little bit of extra... <laughs> Zing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is definitely, you, you bang on there because like now I found, well, on the farm, I found a market where chefs want certain flowers mm -hmm. and the beauty is I'm planting them, but there's the beneficial part of it. And then the whole farm becomes like almost Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where everything's edible. Mm -hmm. So like you're not just planting that flower to plant a flower, you're planting it because A, you're bringing in the right pollinators so you're doing the right thing there. Looks way prettier. And and then I'm eating them all the yeah. time. They're going in my salad mix. Borage <laughs> tastes like cucumber to mm -hmm. me. Anyway, I've grown oxalis this year. Um, mm -hmm. And the flower and the leaf's super edible. So, yeah, it, it's it's I come across on your on your page as well. And I, I noticed this like red flower that's mm -hmm. like pure red. I went down quite a bit. And it was like the petals and the, um, looked like a sunflower, but it was like deep red, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Was that just from the other day? Uh, no. no. I, I, saw, I saw that sunflower because yeah, I've literally got like literally identical post. Yeah. Um, was that red velvet? No, it's called an earth walker. Ah. Yeah, it's so pretty though. Those yeah, things was... just have such personality. They just. Yeah. It's like the first thing you see when you walk on the, on the plot, isn't it? Like that's the first thing you notice. It's so pretty. Mm, yeah, they stand out and they're almost like waving at you in the wind. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so does you, do you think growing can ever take over your ambitions? Is there, is there any chance that you could you want to drop being a dental nurse and just go into growing commercially, or could you never leave your allotment plot? Um, I think no matter what I where I live or what I do, like I would think I would always keep my allotment. Um, but I definitely would go into something planty for a career. Planty, that's not a very <laughs> professional word, but yeah, something sort of not not dentalness and definitely um whether that's sort of studies or work or whatever, I don't quite know yet. I think sort of maybe like plant research or something surrounding like food production I'd love to do. Nice. Um but yeah, I've seen lots of people sort of making businesses and starting ventures on Instagram, which is so cool that they've been able to sort of use that Instagram to sort of push that. Um, and I mean, hats are off to them. Me right now, I'm not sure whether or not that would be something that I would do. But I mean, there's always thoughts going around in your head, isn't there? Um, but yeah, who knows? Watch, just see what happens. I'm very much just like go with the flow. So I can never say if I definitely would be honest. <laughs> the bug's set in. It's taken over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you you guys are obviously inspiration to people as well with what what you've done. Trying to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it, we, we asked that question, Hannah, mainly because we like I had a, an allotment coming back from Australia and super inspired working on a farm, mm -hmm. and then yeah, the the bug got out of control to the point where now I've got a farm. Mm -hmm. It's just. Yeah, there's something in you. When you're a grower, I think that's where you want to spend all your time as well. And like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's nice. I think 
as you said, you're going with the flow, but there's like something in there that you want to get into it full time at some point. And mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing with this space because it needs more of us, doesn't it? It needs more mm-hmm. of us making the world a prettier place. And I think there's going to be more job opportunities coming up in the growing space or mm-hmm. being more regenerative, sustainable. That seems to be it's, it's a bit more than a buzzword. It's more something where people are like these genuine careers that are just going to pop mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that aren't even like there yet. That don't even exist totally. yet. Yeah. Yeah, well said. That's the good thing. Yeah. We were talking to Lawrence about um, farmers markets on a, on a previous episode, and he was saying mm-hmm. that, that in the states, those farmers markets create like five or ten jobs each market. There's a, a market manager and mm-hmm. and people that that look after individual stalls and people that are involved, in, and they're not jobs that are even here in the the UK yet. So yeah. there's so many, so many, especially as it gets bigger here in the UK. Yeah, and it is growing. It is like another pun, but it yeah. is growing. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's exciting and all to wonder what's going to happen, really. Have you taken any uh, training in growing? Haven't, no. Wow. Um, yeah, haven't at all, other than just sort of, I've got a lot of books on the bookshelf and obviously the internet and just people that I speak to, people that have got allotments. Um, but yeah, I haven't actually done that yet, but that is something that is definitely on the agenda. Who inspires you? Who's like your go-to Instagram page or? Honestly, my go-to Instagram is probably people like Your Organic PT um, yeah. and Diary of a Lady Gardener just because we're sort of all women of the same age and sort of have the same gardening styles, I would say. Sort of just like give it a go, no dig gardening Um I know Diary of a Lady Gardener is quite a new gardener as well. She just got her allotment not that long ago. And your organic PT is just so knowledgeable about all sorts. And her page is amazing and her small holdings amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I like always look at their Instagrams. But everyone, to be honest, whether they've got a windowsill, a balcony, a garden, an allotment, a farm, everyone can learn something off each other it's not just sort of the instagram accounts that have loads of followers that have got the good information on yeah yeah totally you're so right like it's kind of widespread isn't it everyone has like that little niche and it's just mm-hmm. you see that niche and, and you can learn from it i mean i know mm-hmm. some foragers they, they're not really big on instagram but they're a they're an absolute encyclopedia of knowledge mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm dming them like what's this bug or what what's this plant <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool people out there, and, and you're right. It, it's just uh, good to take from everyone, isn't it? Yeah, everyone's got something to share. And that's what I found about allotments. I started an allotment as well, and, um, and unfortunately, my time there was really short because this came up and, and and I was gone. But I remember this had come up, and I was just spending every minute I could at the allotment and just. I, I must have looked like such a loser. I was just walking around trying to talk to people so I could just grab as much of their knowledge as possible because everyone down there had so much knowledge to share mm-hmm. um, and so much more experience than I did in growing and, and just trying mm-hmm. to grab that from all the different plot holders around. I love that about uh, about the allotments and, and that, that has shaped what we've done here. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? Because like you were saying before, everyone from different parts of the country and different parts of the world grow different things and different varieties different fruit different veg different techniques but sort of the one common thing that you have is just that you love to see what happens 
you love to see what you can grow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit rebellious. Just want to try and grow something that someone tells you you can't grow, basically. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I don't think I'll be trying like a banana plant or something though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Well, I've tried that. <laughs> have you? How, did, how was it? Yeah, I'll go from uh, uh, Eden Project. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, just th- that shop is so dangerous at the end because they've got loads of stuff that they grow in the Eden Project for sale, like coffee plants, tobacco plant. I've they grow a tobacco plant Mm. and yeah banana plant turmeric ginger and and some stuff you can grow fine uh like Mm -hmm. a little bit of um know-how but yeah i was just like oh it's a banana plant let's just buy it as you do you're addicted to buying plants Mm -hmm. as you thought well no probably being dragged around garden centers (laughs) 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 but yeah yeah it failed miserably oh i was really blown away i went to the lost gardens of hell again and um, they were growing pineapples. And I was just like, how are you? Go-? And then there's a big plaque and they're, they're actually growing pineapples in a concrete greenhouse that has a like um, tunnel underneath it, basically. And they're just loading the tunnel underneath with horse manure constantly. So it creates enough heat to grow pineapples. But it's such, a, it's such an amazing thing that they did and managed to do it. And especially in such a manual way without sort of big electric heaters or anything. The first one they grew, they ate. The second one they grew, they sent to the queen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, which, which is really funny, but I just hate the idea that she went, I'm not eating that. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there something specific about No Dig that attracted you to it when you got the plot? It was just sort of all of the Instagram that I'd seen, all of the YouTube videos that I'd watched. Um, I keep saying to myself that I'm going to try sort of traditional rows and give it a go, just to sort of compare, just as a bit of an experiment, really. But Mm. every time I'm just drawn to no dig, um, I just think, I think it looks neat. I was like aesthetically quite pleasing with the wood chips um, and the like night meat beds and stuff. But I think it's just... It's something different, isn't it? It's something new. I think it's really took off with especially younger generations. Um, but I mean, older people have been gardening like that traditionally with rows and sort of the dig method for years and years. So that's not to say that no dig will be like this forever. You don't know. It's just always, it's ever changing, isn't it? Yeah, and, it, and it's a new space and it, it's just going to, it will change and people do stuff different and then adopt that and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, on a, it's on a good path anyway. So what, what's the first thing you're going to do out of isolation? Um, I'm definitely going to go straight up to the allotment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably with a cold beer, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go straight to the allotment and check out what's been going on. What's the, what's the job on the allotment you know needs doing? Oh God, buttercups, definitely <laughs> buttercups, weeding um, sort of the bits that aren't no dig, the bits that don't have wood chips yet. Mm. I'm going to probably give the polytunnel and the greenhouse a good feed because I've got fruits on pretty much all the plants now. So I'm going to start feeding them pretty much every week, once a week. And I'm going to try and harvest some things. I'm excited to bring things home with us and cook with them. And yeah, since sort of the same as same as you and the first year I didn't really know how to preserve things very well but as time goes on I've learned how to do that a lot better so yeah wicked so we we get to this part of uh the podcast we like to end it with like some quick fire questions mm-hmm. as well so we put you on the spot Hannah 
Okay, go for it. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But we're just asking people a few questions and then we end with like the all important one. Um, But the first one is, what's your favorite uh, tool on the plot? Probably, oh, like a spade, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, just because basically, like I say, I have clay soil. So even to pull out, my garlic or my onions or anything you can't just pull them because they're just going to snap you've got to get in the soil which is a bit annoying but no that's so important that's like um i was with someone the other day at a plot and just to lift all the garlic it was like the most simple hack and i was just like just levering just Mm -hmm. levering stuff out and, and yeah, you got, got it in one hand, but you're so right. Like, not a lot of people would know that. They would just take off all the green. What? Yeah, that's what happened to me in the first, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, is, why have I got no garlic on the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good one. I like that. I love that as well, because when we first started, we had loads of spades. Obviously, we were creating no-dig beds. And people were like, oh, you got a lot of spades for a no-dig farm, mate. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> Everyone not, says that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not just for digging, you know. Yeah, loads of them on my plot say to me, what are you growing this year? Wood chips. Because I love wood chips. <laughs> Everybody's wood chips. Like, you've just grown wood chips. <laughs> and they, what they don't know is that, that mushrooms grow out of wood chips without you doing anything about it. So the things it yeah. must be doing for the soil underneath. Amazing. Um, the next one is the crop that you grow that you think you shouldn't really grow. Ooh. Um, not that I shouldn't really grow, but maybe that I can't really grow. Like we touched upon it, sort of like the melons, the cucumber melons. I've tried to grow um, a lot of things that just aren't fit for this climate, to be honest. Um, but I mean, that's the one piece of advice I'd give to any new grower. I just give it a go. And if it looks like it's going to die, just put it in the ground and let it die there because it might not die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to test the water with everything because you might yeah. be a pioneer at something. You never know. It might, the North East might be able to grow. It might, that watermelon might like that. Yeah. <laughs> that the wind, one, that wind. The one melon. <laughs> There's lots of water. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even want to eat it. I'd just want to save for it. <laughs> yeah, true. Just put it on a shelf. Wow. Yeah. Um, so third one is, what's your favourite allotment hack? I think quite a lot of people probably are getting on it now, but the sort of the water bottle cut in half in the soil mm-hmm. um, and have quite a good um, water system in the greenhouse. So... I can't actually remember what they're called now. It's that good. But you basically sit the plant in the pot and it's got the water in the bottom already. It's like, it's specifically for sort of like tomatoes, peppers and things. So it almost has like a water reservoir that it has access of water to. Yeah, which is quite good because obviously once mine are in buckets this year, they need water quite a lot. So some of them in the polytunnel are in sort of a water reservoir, two in in one part, which is pretty decent. Um, But yeah, the half water bottle cut in half, everyone's got their plastic water bottles and instead Mm. of just chucking them away, it's good to put them to use. No, definitely. Um, But yeah, yeah. what else do I do? Wood chips. Wood chips is the saviour to everything. Like, yeah. the saviour at all your weed problems it means, like, you don't have to use anything, any pesticides, any sort of weed killer, anything like that. But yeah, I love wood chips. I love a wood chip mission to go and collect them. And do, do you get them from a from a tree surgeon or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we cut back loads of conifers and things at the back of the plot. Um, and a tree surgeon came and cut them all up and dropped some more off for us. And we found some on sort of in a park and rang the council and things. You know what, like, yeah, just take them. So my car right. was covered, but yeah, it was a few trips, <laughs> but it was good fun. 
proper upcycling as well isn't it yeah I like I like see a pallet on the side of the road I'm like oh I could use that yeah. <laughs> turns you into that it, that, yeah, it everyone's does. like that everyone yeah. becomes a hoarder yeah a skip diver <laughs> yeah it's so true what's your least favorite crop on the allotment honestly probably radish I'm not gonna lie <laughs> um is that I mean, to eat or to grow or to grow is so easy it's one of the things that I think I've had no problem with at all growing and it grows so quickly. I just sort of pop it in between things that are going to take a little bit longer and you get an abundance of it, but I can't give it away for love or money because nobody <laughs> wants it. And like, I have so many, I just can't, I don't know what to do with them. And the taste, we've got quite an acquired taste, I think. Yeah. I mean, you can chuck a few in a salad. People have said to pickle them, but I don't think I'd like pickled radish, but I don't know if anyone knows anything like let us know but yeah radish i don't really love radish so the the all-important last question we seem to ask everyone now that's become a bit of a staple mm. is what do you prefer at the allotment if you get there early to have a nice tea or coffee or in an afternoon on a sunny day to have a beer definitely a beer <laughs> <laughs> every time <laughs> little cheer from us great there. Answer, yeah. <laughs> great answer. we're gonna have to get some t-shirts done like team beer or team coffee aren't we i think yeah. <laughs> yeah. start a hashtag yeah that's a shout <laughs> we can't believe it started last week people just started sending us photos of them having a beer or having a coffee with yeah. hash, like hashtag beer or coffee and it just started happening and, and it keeps happening more and more oh, i think even someone i know someone tagged the beer company as well i think they're edging for some sponsorship on this yeah well. free beers <laughs> <laughs> so what's the future plans for you hannah and, and for ginger grows um just sort of gonna try and keep growing different things every year um see sort of what things work what things don't sort of just encourage as well just sort of encourage my friends to grow my family to grow but yeah obviously we're touched upon sort of a more serious career aspect of it and things um i'm not sure about the career thing but definitely sort of study I'd like to sort of, I don't know, RHS, maybe university, something like that. Um, but yeah, just sort of to keep enjoying it. I think that's the main thing that I get out of it, to be honest, just enjoyment, really. And that as long as I'm enjoying it, I'm, I'm pretty happy, to be honest. That's so well said. So well said. Because I think that's the most important thing is that that's why we do it. Mm. Uh, get the enjoyment and then the bonus is we get a load of food. Yeah. <laughs> Albeit maybe too many radishes. But <laughs> Anna, thanks so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I, I wish you all the best when you go get to go to your plot on Friday and have that Yay. all important beer on the plot. I hope it's as sweet as you think. Thank you so much for having us. It's been lovely. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So if you're listening, we do need a favour from you this week. We just ask you to pop over to our Instagram or to any social media. Find us at Food Grower Academy. That's the one thing we're going to ask from you this week. And it, whilst you're there, do send us whether you'd like your beer or your coffee or your tea <laughs> and maybe a picture. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.